Welcome to the Better You Movement Podcast. My name is Brady Kurtz, and as a current doctor of physical therapy student and performance coach, my goal on this show is to give you insights into the worlds of fitness and physical therapy. On this podcast, you're going to hear from students in healthcare and professionals in the academic, physical therapy, and fitness industries. We're going to see how these disciplines work together to help you optimize movement, mindset, and take control of your life. All right, guys. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Better You Movement. I'm glad to be back in the swing of the podcast. You know, coming back uh, from a little bit of podcast hiatus, I thought it'd be a really good time to talk about a topic that I've actually had quite a few conversations with um, with multiple people about you know, over the past few weeks and months. And honestly, most of my ideas for episodes generally come from these conversations that I have with people because I realize that they are conversations that are worth having, right? So I wanted to talk about just some of the general perceptions that I think that are out there about social media and fitness slash healthcare, right? And then give my thoughts as a student uh, in healthcare as well as a fitness professional on. So to be honest with you guys, when I started this platform, I really only intended to emphasize the podcast more than anything. But as I got more active on social media, I actually really started to see the value in the platform and I also saw an awesome opportunity to fill a gap. And here's what I mean. As I switched my focus as far as the accounts that I followed and the communities that uh, I became a part of through Instagram, I saw examples of the absolute best of what social media has to offer. And before that, I when I really decided to shift my social media focus to seeing what was out there in, in the physical therapy and fitness and rehab spaces, it really felt like everything that I saw on social media was clickbait, right? And people who are just dying to be known by as many people as possible by any means necessary. And what's interesting is that when you think about it, right, for all my physical therapists, coaches and stuff out there, when you think about it from a physical therapy or a coaching perspective, it really goes against everything that our profession is about to make it about us, right? It's talking before listening, doing your best to, to show your intelligence rather than meeting people where they are and communicating where, where, where that individual is, right? It's, it's knowing people's insecurities, right? And then almost kind of like preying on them, right? By showing them what they could have if they only took control of their health or nutrition, exercise, mobility, flexibility, you know, the list goes on and on, right? And I was listening to one of uh, Aaron Horshig, who's one of my favorite guys out there, um, one of his most recent podcasts with the guys over at Mind Pump, and they're also awesome. And they made such a great point that, you know, right now when it comes to you know, when it comes to even the best names in the industry, they still seem to occupy a lot of times these individual camps, right? That never really seem to clash with each other, but also makes it sound like they they can't coexist, right? You're either like the mobility guy or the stability guy or the yogi or the runner or the lifter, but not the power lifter. I'm the only lifter because power lifting space is already taken, right? You know what I mean? Um, And to be fair, you know, that's what sells in a lot of cases. All All these modalities are treated like, individual spaces, right, that can never coexist. But I personally would argue that all of these things are for everybody, right? Yes, 
specialized athletes, you know, structural or physiological adaptations that are going to make them really great at one of these things, um, you know, but much more, much less likely to excel in another area. But that's not a vast majority of the population. Uh, but these types of like monomodal platforms say that you need to try this, right? I'm the best at this and you need to listen to what I have to say. Now, buy this program and do that. And watching this happen over and over again, you know, that kind of process it does work for a specific type of person out there. The person has all the information and knows everything they need to know and all they need is that last little piece, right? The person that really doesn't and wouldn't benefit from coaching, which is pretty much nobody out there. I, I would say that anybody can benefit from coaching. Uh, but that kind of, you know, buy my, buy my program uh, really works for about 1% of the population. And watching this happen over and over again in every space is frustrating because it's like, it's like a wolf, right? That's like wearing sheep's clothing saying, you know, that type of interaction doesn't benefit the client in the long term because it's luring somebody in based on a promised result that takes way more than what's on the sheet. Yet that person has no plan, right? And is probably unqualified to address those areas, other areas on their own. And the person they're buying that program is probably also likely unqualified because they've really kept themselves in um, in that one space, right? And I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, in theory, this is why I love the idea of the hybrid physical therapist and strength, con strength and conditioning coach, right? Like, this is li literally what I want to do. You know, not only you get the expertise, right, at both ends of the spectrum, but you also have the knowledge and the understanding to see a patient or a client as a whole person, right, identify their barriers, and really be a great coach, right? You should then be a great communicator and motivator in creating lasting change, you know, for that person so they don't really need you anymore. You know, you're trying to, it's almost like the idea that you're trying to put yourself out of business. And we know that that's not actually happening. The better you are, the more people you're going to see, the more people are going to use you, you for preventative measures. But the idea is like, I want you to be so good at what I'm teaching you that you don't need me for it anymore. Um, and, and then here's what I will say, kind of transitioning into like Instagram specifically, because if you're on Instagram, you've seen it, right? I don't need to go into every example and list every account that, that this happens with, but I promise you, the best physical therapists and personal trainers and strength and conditioning coaches out there are not the ones who are posting pictures of themselves and their amazing bodies and accomplishments as a marketing tool to get you to want what they have, right? Or who they are, what they look like, etc. Because that kind of coach client or coach athlete relationship is absolutely ineffective. When, when people see a good looking fit coach that constantly posts and preaches about how amazing their nutrition, their fitness, their mobility is, you know, like in sleep bar, all those things, that's relatable to about 0.0001% of the population, you know, like, and I'm not going to get into the nuances of, of relatability um, and communication as a coach, because that is probably the single most important thing I think about being a coach uh, or someone that's going to work with people. But if you want to hear more about that topic, go listen to my episode with Aaron Rickenberg uh, or go listen to Aaron Horshig's Squat U podcast with Mind Pump. They gave me a lot of these ideas that I was thinking about, um, but they both do a great job. Those Both of those episodes do a great job of talking about what makes uh, a good coach. But the point that I'm trying to drive home here is that social media, it can be about the fakest and most misleading thing out there, but it also doesn't have to be, 
right? I used to see these accounts with 50, 80,000 followers and the more followers that person had, the more I was impressed with the person in the platform, right? I was like, oh, they got followers? Let's hear what they have to say. I was ready to get some knowledge bombs, you know, because I really am on Instagram kind of as a, as a student in student mode to hear from people I respect about topics I wanna know more about. That's why I'm using the platform. But I didn't really understand the Instagram algorithms and how outreach and interaction drive how many people uh, you see or come to your page and all the different ways you can attain followers real or otherwise, you know, but I was really caught up in thinking that success was driven by numbers. And I definitely knew that there was something going on here because it was those accounts that seemed to have the most followers that in my mind, I was like, oh, this should be good stuff that put out the content that I was most frustrated with, right? You realize their, their interaction base is built off of hot takes, misleading questions, incomplete answers and explanations that you know are going to elicit an emotional response from people, most likely negative, or you know, to, to some people it's gonna be like, oh, I'd like to know more about that, right? To people who are following you because they see you as an expert, right? Those comments look a lot like, oh gosh, I didn't realize this. Wait, how do I fix this? I've been doing this wrong my whole life. And then you see other people, right? More experts on a specific topic, you know, practitioners or clinicians, physicians, whatever type of, of account, you know, it may be across all these like healthcare social media platforms, they'll be the ones to, to question and call out that person saying, uh, this is misleading information. You are misleading people. You took this out of context. This is not an appropriate statement. Um, and guess what? All it ends up doing is feeding into that person's interactions. And then you have the people who really like that person and you have the people who really don't like that person. And they're all getting more of that person because they're all interacting. And that is really frustrating. Um, that's really frustrating, but it's also kind of the reality. Uh, and, and I think it's important for us if we can at least have that in mind, right? When we move forward, when we go through Instagram, uh, we can kind of we can kind of debunk a lot of a lot of the the bad stuff that's out there, um, you know. Because like I said, when I started my podcast and platform, I did not have an agenda for any type of virality or clout or what you know any of that kind of stuff. Like I noticed that there were so many people out there who knew where they wanted to be health wise or fitness wise but just didn't know how to get there. And my goal was not to become an instant online coach or with a huge client list, right? It was to make and distribute meaningful content that wasn't necessarily meant to like debunk everything you've ever heard, but to kind of sort of remove the shroud of uncertainty and confusion around health and fitness and, and healthcare misconceptions. Um, because, you know, the, the reality is for a vast majority of people out there, I would say for 95% of people out there, although all the Instagram, you know, uh, good looking posts of people doing all these workouts, that doesn't really end up translating to anything that, that promotes lasting change for a person. If anything, for me, in those videos, I'm like, oh, that was, that's interesting. I'm going to try that at the gym. And, and I try it, maybe I like it, maybe I don't. You know, if I really have no idea what I wanna do for a workout today and I see somebody uh, post kind of a cool workout that I, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll give that a shot. It's like, that's, that's as far as I would take that contextually as far as can I use this to get better, right? And the thing is, is that when we take things only from a person's profile or what they're putting on their front profile, you're not actually getting access to that coach, no matter how good they are, right? Or that practitioner, 
uh, or clinician, whatever, like you're not getting access to that person. You're just getting access to this one little bit that they put out, right? And and hopefully, I mean, if they're if they're good, right? Then actually, the actually interacting with that person and in in a way that they are not just selling you a program that's a PDF that you download, right? But if you're actually getting access to that person and they are individually working with you and are able to make changes, like that's what we're going for here. But a vast majority of people out there are not doing that. Um, you know, and I naively assumed that, you know, everybody in my position's goal, um, there'd kind of just be there this collective effort across all of healthcare and fitness professionals just to deliver really high quality, evidence-based information in an easy to understand and open, easy to relate to manner for everyone. And, you know, not just that perfect avatar or client that I'd made for myself, but that's just not the way the world works, right? When money is involved in notoriety, fame, rough for grabs, like people are going to take advantage of it 10 times out of 10. And that's, you know, where you get these, what I would, I call them hot take specialists or, you know, 20 second videos for fixing a problem that is far more complicated. And that's not to say when I say that 20 second video for fixing a problem, um, people are probably thinking I'm referring to reels or TikTok videos. And yes, I, I would say that. There's a difference though. There's a difference between saying, have, do you ever have low back pain or uh, you know pain in your whatever when you do this movement? Here's what it could be, you know? And maybe here's, uh, you know, this is the, the origin or this is the cause of it. Not, here's now how you fix it, right? Because usually a 20 second video is not going to diagnose your pain. It's not gonna tell you the process and it's not gonna tell you the fix, right? So when we put those things out there like fix this, right? Or do this to, 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 to solve all of your problems and tune in next time for the next video about uh, what to do after that. It's like that's not going to be constructive for most people, and yet it is something that brings us in. There are educators out there that tell you, though, right? Here's what you just here. Here's what you're experiencing. Here's why, right? With this specific person, when they had this pain profile, this is what I was able to do in order to to strengthen and stabilize these structures. Now this person, this specific person, does not have this pain anymore. I'm not extrapolating it out any further than that. If you want to work with me, here's how we do it, right? Or if you're in this area, come in and see me in person. Those are effective online coaches. And I will tell you again, I'm not going to hide it. If you want to know who the best people are out there, right? People like Aaron Horshig, he has built the largest base I've ever seen uh, for, you know, a, a healthcare fitness professional. And, and he, you know, has 1.8 million followers or whatever. And he did it the right way. He did it by grinding, right? He, he started his platform from the, from the ground up. He was a knowledgeable and experienced physical therapist. And, and he put out not sexy, you know, content. It was educational. And he said, if you want to know more about this, let's talk, right? He still does that. He's built his platform up to where he doesn't need to respond to people anymore, and yet he does because that's that's who he is. That's that's a part of who he is as a coach, as a physical therapist, as someone who's providing care to people, right? And so, you know, my promise to you guys is that I'm going to continue, right, to be myself. I'm going to continue to listen to you all because that's you guys are where I get my content ideas, and you guys are where I get my questions for like, what do I need to talk to you guys about? What do you want to know about? You know, and I'm going to continue to dedicate my time to making content that helps the everyday athlete move and perform better while making the most of every area of their lives.
So I'm excited for these next few months. I have a few interviews that I'm really, really psyched about uh, and some guests on here that I'm freaking out about being having the opportunity to interview and talk to. So uh, continue to bear with me through physical therapy school journey. Uh, watch out for uh, hopefully weekly videos and uh, we'll see, uh, get these podcast episodes back up and running. So have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next time.